that picture I took of Dirk fading away with the back building in the background. That's a top 10 picture I've ever taken. I think <laughs> it's up there. Uh, how you're, are you sure? Oh, of this? What, are, what are some of the other this is, photos right, that you've taken the, that would be in the top 10? Well, you know, like of sunsets or something like that, you know, like okay. as far as like a majestic, oh. like skyline or something like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Not like a funny, goofy picture with you and your friends, but like of like stuff. Just, like, it's, Just an artistic, artisanal right. photo. Right. It could be a puzzle. And I think like people would put it together. Welcome everybody to Court Cousins episode 60. My name is Kyle. I'm joined as always by my debonair cousin, Jason the Peach. We have a show for you today, ladies and gentlemen. It is good that we have a show for you today. It's a little late. You'll find out why. And it is a psychological check-in, just a social media roundup, and a large ending. Peach, what are we going to be talking about today, sir? Well, we've got a lot to round up because it's been three weeks between shows, several things going on. We're going to throw some love at J.I. We're going to talk about trade possibilities, and we're going to talk about the Australian J and I finally meeting face-to-face for the first time, and uh, it's uh, going to be a good time as usual. J.I. and the J.I. Sounds like, uh, what's that name of that? The King and I? Anyways, here we go. It's not a great start to the show. I told you we had a show. I didn't, you know, set the bar very high. So here it is. <laughs> Shout out to all of our all-stars and second cousins over on the Patreon. Magic player history. That's Jay. Bolby the Don. Paulo and Franz's warmth. Andy. Dylan Holden. Drum. Raf. Breadhead. Matthew Bell. Dan Young. Gloria and Damien. Connor and Yachty. Luke. Is that a Dallas that shout my, out? That's a thing. That is my yeah, that is my impression of the guy who does the announcing for the Dallas Mavericks. And I have more to talk about from just a game ambiance standpoint later. Uh but anytime anyone goes up to the free throw line from the Mavericks, mm-hmm. he announces that the guy is shooting too, but then finishes with saying the guy's first name in a creepy fade out way. And okay. it is disturbing, disturbing. And I do not like it. And I don't think many of the other people around me liked it either. It was a disappointed discussion where it was like, you know, sometimes you're, you're trying to get that thing that makes you different. Yeah. But yeah, no. And like no one told them, hey, man, <laughs> this is not a good look. But uh, he's doing it. And that's his thing. We're here. Court Cousins, episode 60. My name is Kyle and Jay's. Yeah, he like really fades it out. It's really <laughs> creepy. Like at first, I thought it was just a Luca thing because you know Luca yeah. is his first name. He's a star. It's kind of cool. But then he started doing it for other people, where it was like, damn it. <laughs> and it's like, what? Oh no, <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> and yadi. Anyways, thank yeah, you very much. It would be better if he was saying Franz. 
Franz, but he wasn't. <laughs> I don't know. Sounds like only Franz for sure. Shout out to all of those uh, Patreons, anyone that supports the cha- uh, channel financially. Even if you're not able, thank you for subscribing, liking, spreading this to all the Magic fans to help us you know, pay for some of the things that go along with producing the show. And also, thank you to our Patreons because some of those funds are going to be dumped into the experience that is going to be Court Cousins Night on Thursday, uh, March 21st, as the Orlando Magic take on the Pelicans down in Orlando. Peach and I are going to be getting down there. We're going to be doing a bunch of giveaways, meeting up with people before. Zombie Kyle may or may not make an appearance. We will see. The tickets are discounted from what they would normally be. We're in the lower bowl. Um, As I said, we're going to do a bunch of giveaways, giving away within the first 10 people. If you're one of the first 10 people to get a ticket, you're automatically entered to win Apollo Bancaro jersey. But everyone pretty much walks away with something free. And then we're going on the court afterwards. Peach and going to cut down the net i got peace of mind right here on on my uh mic stand so it's gonna be a good time you're looking around for yours we have we have yeah we have two i think i tied them together i'm not sure where they are i think they're back there i i shouldn't maybe say this out loud but last year i don't remember who it was from the crew but whoever went last the staff was just like yeah just cut the whole rest of the thing down and just take it so you know i have this nice piece which is dope i've got i'm stoked about it but I think I'm going to just try to hold off and go last and like do a, a March Madness situation and put that sucker around my neck if I can't. I I approve this message. <laughs> but I just gave away my idea. So now second cousins who are coming, they're probably going to be jostling me for that position. So we'll see. Maybe we'll do like a friendly game of horse box before. out. Yeah. <laughs> got to box out. Yeah, got to box out. <laughs> Amen to that. All right, man. It's been a while. It's been like, three weeks. I mean, we've talked a little bit in between, but not much. How are you doing, Peach, man, for the psychological check-in, sir? Uh, I'd selected this picture of a uh, almost hairless Cole Anthony uh, mm-hmm. driving through the lane through the Knicks here. Uh, I'm just just going through it. You know, it's, it's going on. Um, so, you know, there's always some some good and some bad. I just had uh, my friend Aaron was in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually went to the Mavericks game with me. Uh, he was in, in here from Vermont for a few days, and we went and did a plentitude of things um, with a real Texas vibe because it's the first time ever, I think, in the central time zone for that matter. So, uh, you know, we we kind of went around, showed him some stuff he'd never done, which for people from Vermont is a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, and, and uh, yeah, it was it was a good time. Uh, but then, of course, there's always it's you know, it's busy at work. It's starting to slow down a little bit. We got a we got a big Cirque du Soleil show on ice coming up this week. What? Uh, I'll, be, I'll be driving during that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so, you know, there's a lot Wait. of stuff going on and just kind of like getting through it. And it's a good time. Will the Cirque du Soleil show be on for two weeks? Will it be there while I'm there? It will not. Ah! No, I love a good Cirque. Yeah, this is their, there's another Cirque show too, but it's not until I think May, but that one's not on ice, but this one on ice. So it involves me and our staff and it's already set up in a square and it's, it's going to be a thing. So you're going through it. Are you, you said, I'm, I'm just kind of going through it. Do you mean you're going through it? Is everything all right? Even, is it been? Yeah, no, everything's good. Or... No, everything's good. This no. ball's going in. Oh, okay. Right? The, magic, the magic win the game. Oh, like, it's right. just, <laughs> It's just, it just, you know, it just is like, I hadn't thought about, you know, how I was doing until like all of a sudden it was like, Oh, I got to find a picture for the Cole Anthony check-in. And I'm like, well, things are going well. So I'll just pay, find a, uh, find a picture of Cole just going well. Yeah. Currently like, cause this, 
sort of seems like it. Like there's not a lot. Sometimes I think it's good for me to not have a lot to say at this segment yeah. because if I have a lot to say, it's usually not great. So, you know, hey, here we <laughs> are going through the lane, getting buckets. Okay. Running it. All right. Glad to hear. Glad how, to you, hear. How, how are you doing? Okay. Well, I'm going to take a lot of time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I yield my time to the redheaded gentleman. <laughs> from Connecticut. Um, I have this picture just of Cole Anthony in an interview in January. And us Magic fans know Cole has been struggling in January. I think he's shooting in the 20% from three. It's not going well. He's in rock bottom right now in terms of his playing. I'm not quite in rock bottom, but man, Pish, it's been a crazy like seven days. Um, Last Friday, I got sick. So I was really sick. Friday I took off from work. Monday I took off from work. You might think, okay, wonderful. You know, you, it's fantastic. I am blessed to have a job where I can take some sick days. All right, fantastic. But no, Saturday, my cat, who you know, Juno, goes into heart failure, congestive heart failure. So we have to bring him to the emergency room. And you know my fiance slash wife, Nadra, who is an empath. And so she's beat up about it. And so now she's kind of off a rocker. She's going crazy. I'm sick. I'm in the emergency room. The cat, we're not sure if it's going to live or die. It's like hit, touch and go the whole way. He stays overnight, gets out Sunday. They give us a diagnosis. He comes home, still jacked up. We have to bring him, bring him back. And it's like, oh, my God. Then we had to get the cat a fucking cardiologist, Peach. The cat has been to a cardiologist. I've never been to a cardiologist. So... Well, that's it's, good. You don't really need to see those unless there's something wrong. That's so. true. That's true, I guess. But now I have a $5,000 bill for all of this shit. I'm sick. I have a $5,000 bill. My w- wife is like beside herself, just going up and down with these kind of emotional spasms. She's like freaking out at times. And so I'm trying to like be solid for her. But also this is my homie who's like on the fritz. It seems like he's okay now. We have the right medication from the cardiologist, but um, I don't know if you've ever tried to give a cat medicine, but it's kind of like, I don't how, what, how can I equate it? It's like trying to manscape with a weed whacker. It's dangerous. <laughs> it's dangerous. And I don't recommend it, all right? It is... Uh, I mean, maybe some cats are cool with it, but dude, he is not stoked about it. And I have to give him these three medications spraying down his mouth every day for the rest of his life so i know and so there's got to be a better way it's 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 um i think this is the better way besides the other option was pills and he really doesn't like those so it's been a seven days man um definitely been a tough seven days but you know bad things come in threes or something like that someone said so i'm coming out of the valley i'm feeling better now the magic are winning as well so I think I have something to do with that. And yeah, uh, hopefully we have some bright skies and rainbows from here on out. That's what I'm hoping for because shit, it's been a rough uh, rough week. Well, I'm hoping for that for you too, buddy. And uh, best of luck to Juno, uh, yes. you know, former housemate. We spent some time together. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's sad to hear, but glad uh, glad he's still running things. Yeah. 
bastard. I love him <laughs> so fucking much. I bastard. Five thousand dollars. We weed whacker to manscape. Let's not sleep on it. That might be one of your best analogies of all time. <laughs> it's not easy, man. He clawed me today. All right. Well, let's talk about some good news, shall we, P? Shall we get into the social hmm. media roundup? That segment of the show, and the only segment of this show, as a matter of fact, <laughs> where we scour the interwebs for your interesting, insightful, or just downright funny posts about our Orlando Magic. I will do a little bit of an aside, Peach. I really think we could use a producer because we're busy as all get out. The make Doing the remote show adds another layer of difficulty to doing the show. It'd be nice to have someone as a producer in the mix working on the show in between texting some ideas here and there just another i hat in the in the pile i don't know if any of you second cousins out there or patrons are interested in that shoot us a, an email or hit us up on socials let us know because that would be nice peach i don't know how would you feel about that well, I've always thought, you know, we could use a third man, but unfortunately, uh, we're the only two cousins in the family, so we don't have another family member to call upon. Uh, Pops is definitely not technology enough sound, no. although I will say he yeah. did used to kind of co-produce my TV show back in the day. Yeah. He would sit in the back and he would switch cameras, but someone taught him what to do. You know, he wasn't really like dialing in people's sound, but he did have a little experience. But yeah, I'm not suggesting him for the role. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, it would, it would be nice to have another person, another another voice in here, kind of like with with a few suggestions. Just keep, you know, keeping it tight. Right. Keeping it right. tight. And keeping you know? it fresh because we've been yeah. doing it for a while, man. It's tough to like get up like we used to and do some of like the crazy hilarious bits it'd be good to have someone mm -hmm. else's energy in here just kind of getting excited so if you're out there and you want to get more involved with this show or just learn about podcasting and stuff like that hey hit us up on socials or court cousins mba at gmail okay mm -hmm. that's that's your only public service announcement let's get into our first post from social media roundup we're not going to bury the lead we're not going to bury the lead piece we're going to go right to the man Paulo Bancaro, 2023-24 All-Star. Um, this is from Orlando Magic HQ with a fresh graphic, as always. And, man, this is, this is big for us. Ninth All-Star in Orlando Magic history. I think he's the second to win Rookie of the Year and then be an All-Star. I, I assume the first was Shaq. Um, just, just big, big time frame. He's the last one announced on TNT when they did it. Just building the suspense, but it's it's great to see him get this acknowledgement, get this award. Um, he talked a little bit about it on uh, the JJ Redick old man in the three, what it means to him. Very goal oriented guy, and then just, this just means he sets the next goal, which he says is playoffs. So again, he can you know bask in this achievement. But again, when he spoke, very team oriented, always wanted to give respect to the team. I just love this kid. So mature to think that he's just in his sophomore year, 21 years old, and he's already doing what he's doing, carrying us in the winning record, um, doing everything he can. He's become a tremendous playmaker as he's getting double teamed every night, finding open guys. He just continues to expand his game, carry this team, become a real guy now down this down the stretch in the fourth quarter. Um, it's just, it, it's as Magic fans, we got to be ecstatic. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm glad, but I got to say, honestly, I'm like, he had to be an all-star here. If he's not, mm -hmm. I'm mad. So yeah. I think this is sort of just like, yep, like mm -hmm. no shit. 
<laughs> like I'm, I'm happy for him that he actually got it and I'm glad that he's in there. Let's, but I think a lot of us already kind of had that box checked. Like we knew it was coming. Uh, so if it wouldn't have come and he was a snub, it'd be maybe a bigger story to me at this point. But yeah. it's great to have him in there because Matt, the Magic don't have a lot of representation on the big scan uh, on the big scene. And and like we've been saying, you know, as trying to change the narrative, the way people think about the Orlando Magic is they need to see our players and they can't see them in nationally televised games. So, hey, here's here's one guy. And the people will be like, who's this guy? And be like, oh, that's that guy that was the first round pick of a dude. Oh, yeah, that's right. They got him. And then they'll probably talk a little bit about the magic, might pe- make people check in. It's just, it's good for the growth of the franchise mm-hmm. to growing back into respectability and to a team that, you know, commands your respect. Yeah. Um, and he's been a, like you said, he's a great, he's a great young man off the court, which makes it very easy to root for him. You, you wish for him to succeed. He's not posting things on TikTok that are inappropriate. You know what I mean? He's a, he's like, just, doing basketball doing it well having a list of stuff and checking it off and i'll tell you what maybe it's even a personal thing but that is is something that's really truly to be respected from me is to have goals set those goals get them and then i don't think he was popping champagne and spraying it in the locker room necessarily but he does take a moment to recognize the achievement but then says hey next i'm on to the next i'm on to the next because he has a list of stuff that is, you know, playoffs and probably winning in playoffs and eventually championship. So, so far he's been checking those boxes and that's good to see too, because you like to see somebody that can actually come through with uh, checking the things off on their list. So it's a, it's a big thumbs up. Congratulations to Paul. Yeah. He's um, just continue to get better. The three point shooting is something that's really come along this year. Um, He's shooting 36, percent from beyond the arc up from I mean 29.8 percent last year um, on the whole so that's huge and then the assists as I said the playmaking stuff and I know it's just assists aren't a measure of playmaking but five assists a game this year up from 4.3 that number is going to even tick up as I said there's a I think there's a lot of triple doubles in Paulo's uh, future we've just started to see him scratching the surface of the player that he's going to become and we're we're witnessing it we're witnessing it we're witnessing yeah. the rise i think chris vernon on the mismatch thinks that he's going to be one of the top 5 or 10 players in the nba and he can definitely well, do that and this is the this chris is the vernon. start of it this is the start of it um I, it's it's great yeah, i saw jay's uh we don't yeah. think we have one of it but one of jay's posts from this week was showing mm-hmm. where apollo was moving on the all-time scoring list for the magic but you also see him moving up those like free throws attempts and all this right stuff. and like i'm pretty sure he was like in the he's really close on the magic's all-time scoring list already right like, he's in the top 25 i think mm-hmm. and like he's only played a year and a half like, <laughs> take a second and let that wash over you how little he's played because we were saying these things about franz last year too where it's like wow yeah. look how quickly he's moving up these lists paulo's already catching franz like yeah th- it's impressive to see that and i know we don't have a vast history past 1989 to, to draw from mm-hmm. but this guy is already becoming one of the most influential best players in orlando magic history and we're talking about a year and a half yeah and that's amazing so yeah. of course he's got to be an all-star yeah, um, it, I like that, you know, you said that we already had it kind of checked off. Us Magic fans were really already figuring he he was having an all-star season. But I was a little worried about it, honestly, Peach, because 
like you also alluded to, we don't get a lot of national hub or pub in in the national media. We have this. Uh, Someone said, you know, this is the the only rookie of the year and then all-star who hasn't had a freaking nationally televised game yet, except on NBA TV. And I don't think he still has had one yet. I think there might be one scheduled before the all-star game, but they're really doing him a disservice and hopefully the national media catches on. I was a little worried. I mean, people are talking about Trey Young, who was a snub. I didn't think all the Scotty Barnes nonsense was going to creep in. He, I definitely saw him above that, but you know, Trey Young's a popular player amongst young people and his stat lines are pretty egregious. Um, DeJounte Murray's having a good year. I thought the Hawks might get one of those two guys in. I was a little bit worried, but what makes me feel really good is not only is, is that he got in on the coaches' vote, you know? So the coaches around the league are saying, yeah, Trey Young, those stats are nice, but, you know, your style of play, you don't play any fucking defense, and you don't necessarily contribute to winning. But this guy, Paulo Bancaro, <laughs> who's constantly drawing double, triple teams and, you know, assisting and making his team better, not to say Trey Young doesn't assist, I think he's averaging like 10 or 11 assists, but I just like that yeah. the coaches were the ones who saw in Paulo and were the ones to get him voted in. We can do better as fans. I know you poo-poo the fan vote, but you know he's, he got quite a few for being in, in the unknown of Orlando. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. I was thinking about this. What do you think about this take? Jamal Mosley is a really beloved guy. Is there any, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I know the coaches probably vote for really good players, not take anything away from Paulo. Is there any in there that you think the coaches are like, man, Mosley needs to get one. He's doing a hell of a year. Paulo's a hell of a player. Let's let's give him the nod yeah. over something. Maybe. I mean, I think you hit on a lot of the things coaches would think about when they're when they're uh, making those votes. I, if I was a coach making votes, I think I'd take a look around the league and I'd be like, "What guy is a problem on each team that we play that we have a hard time like game planning for?" Right. Um. You know, and and who's producing and who's also winning games mm -hmm. and. You know, you kind of go through and there's the obvious guys that probably already got in on the fan vote and some of that stuff. And you realize that like, oh, this guy's a problem when we play Orlando, man. We don't even know how to game plan for this kid yet. He's young. But, he's 21. Right? Um, he, you know, if you if you stop him from driving, which he's great at, he's been hitting a lot of tough mid-range shots lately. Like mm -hmm. if we double team him, he's passing to Franz and other shooters and they're making. And it's like, what what do you do? I, I don't think it's I, I think it's it's pretty. It is great that the coaches got him in there and this is part of why i don't like the fan vote is because the fans stupidly weren't going to put him in there but the coaches were like we'll do the right thing we we watch and we see a lot of this basketball we know that guy he's a guy so we're gonna we're gonna put him in there <laughs> we're gonna fix the error made by the the humans <laughs> the um you know maybe we need to reach out to get a, a third for the third you know producer on the second cousin show the third second cousin um mm -hmm. or cousin on the on court cousins it should be Joe Ingles, I think. I think we need to reach out to him. This man's sense of humor is unparalleled. I don't know if you saw this, Peach, but there is a video. This is from Not Another Magic Pod on Twitter. I don't know where they got where they saw this um, this video, but they clipped it. They're on the bus coming from, I don't know, they're checking into a hotel, and all the guys are going to be going to a room to watch the announcement. And Ingles is you know, just talking, he's John with Paulo a little bit. He's like, so you, you really have no idea right now? Like you, they didn't tell you, you have no idea. And Paulo turns around. He's like, nah, I got no idea, bro. And Ingles is like, damn. So this could be kind of awkward then. 
like implying that if they all go to this room and he doesn't fucking get it, it'll be awkward as hell. Just right. like lightening a mood, which was really tense. Um, Joe Ingles, we just continue to hear how, and again, from Paulo in the interview with JJ Reddick, they talked a little like for 10 minutes about Joe Ingles and just his hilarity and the way that he lightens the mood and the way that he just makes the team cohesive and fun, but also competitive. And I just, this moment is hilarious. If you haven't seen it, magic fans, check it out, go on Twitter, look at not, not another magic pod and, uh, give yourself a, a laugh watching that clip. It's only about 12 seconds. It would be good to have Joe. I feel like he might be a little, a little busier than even you and I maybe yeah. perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> also, I don't know how Jay would feel about that. Another Australian getting on the mm. show there. True. We have to run it by him first. True. He is He's our kind favorite. of our Australian correspondent. Right. Yeah. He is our favorite Aussie for sure. <laughs> okay. Let's go into the next one. Um, we got to talk about J.I. We got to talk about mm-hmm. J.I. Peach. He's been back. He's been playing um, in back-to-back games, although only the first half of the second game. This post, oh. this post is from the six-man show, and it says J.I might be our third best player. I got another one here from Welt God in the same ilk. Only J.I. can score three points and still be one of the most impactful players in a win. Just talking about, and then there were just some hilarious ones. I mean, that just, they have the the crossover, the Jesus crossover. Not tonight, Satan, and not tonight, the Minnesota Timberwolves. That one is money um, from, who's that? at fade underscore Martins. I mean, there was Twitter was lighting up with, you know, praise and memes for Jonathan Isaac, who has been a lockdown defender. This one from uh, magic magic Sam talking about looking at the players that Jonathan Isaac has guarded in his limited minutes, even. And he is, Got, guarded Giannis. Giannis went four for 12, went with uh, J.I. on him. He On his possessions on Luka, Luka went 0 for 3. On his possessions on Jason Tatum, four of 10. Last night, he locked down Carl um, Anthony Towns. Huge block at the end of the game. Carl Anthony Towns, Magic are up by two. Um, J.I. blocks it. They go down the other end. Um, who took this? I think Paulo took the shot, misses. J.I. tips in. We're up by four now. Get, you know, it's a different game. So like J.I. is having huge impact, only still averaging small minutes. And as you're talking, I'll, I'll figure out exactly how many minutes he's averaging. But I mean, he is his his impact so outsizes the minutes he's been playing, Peach. And I, I can't I keep repeating to myself, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get my hopes up. I'm not gonna get my hopes up. I'm not gonna get my hopes up because like you said, Peach, he's starting to lure me back in. He's starting mm-hmm. to, you know, he's starting to throw the ball in the backyard and we're having a good time and mm-hmm. things are going well. And I just don't right. want to get my he's, heart he's broken said, again. He says he, he says he doesn't even smoke anymore. So you think he can't leave me for a pack of cigarettes this time. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I, I'm just worried. And, um, but I, I, I got a, it's amazing what was happening. Let's see here. He's playing 14 minutes a game right now. 14 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it's, I just need, I need more minutes yeah. I, <laughs> I, because, because he's playing that well that like 
regardless of the fact that, yeah, like, well, God, great point. You know, three points a game, still impacting the game. That's the kind of dude you always knew he could be. You always spoke highly of his defense. Look, we all knew that was something. And it is impressive to see his defense against guys that are much younger and he's, he's, or tall and taller, right? When yeah, a little bit like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, send him back. I mean, yeah. he, his defense is so impressive that I just want more. That's all. Like, yeah. it's just, I want it more. Is he good because he's only giving you 15 minutes? So he's going balls to the wall. Could you do the same thing in a 30 minute? Yeah. I'd love to see it. Like, <laughs> Let's at try. Some point, at some point, if we are playing hypothetical, which, you know, I hate to do, but let's go mm -hmm. ahead and play a hypothetical game mm -hmm. where the Orlando Magic are in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Is he not going to play back to back games? If with the season on the line, is he only going to play 15 minutes? At some point, you got to give this guy a trial run to see if his body can hang with what's going on. Because I don't yeah. think a roster spot is good enough 15 minutes and like are we going to go forward with this guy are we going to resign him we need to right. see a bigger a bigger scope the most insane stat that i heard in between this two set of games was when the orlando magic themselves posted that uh this was ji's first start on january 29th mm -hmm. of this year 2024 it was his first start since 2020 and mm -hmm. i was like wow if you would have told me during even just the iterations of this show that I would be at the first J.I. start in Dallas in January 2024, I would have been like so over this guy a long time ago because that's way too far. But his play on the court is just it cannot be denied what right. he's bringing to the table for the Orlando Magic. It's that big inside guy that he can guard any position. Up yeah. and down, doesn't matter who it is. He can do it. And it's like, I just want to see you do it more because I, I just need that more. Like, yeah. are you made of paper mache or are you human being? Like, can you hang? Because we have to make a decision about whether you stay or, or go. You watch the, if you just watch highlights of JAI, yeah. you're, you're thinking this is one of the most dominant players in the NBA. Mm -hmm. But what you don't see is the fact that he's only on the court for, you know, 15 maybe 20 minutes a game and it just isn't enough and it's like you need that for a, we could have used him in the second half of that Mavs game it was great that he got the start oh but I sure would have liked to see him show up man. a little in the third when we needed defense that's what I was texting you man I was like oh it's okay you know coach Mosley he's holding that ace in his pocket till the end of the game and you just wait like we're gonna win this game because Coach Mosley's going to insert J.I. in the fourth quarter when Luca thinks he's in the free and clear, and all of a sudden he's just going to get clamped down and we're going to win this game, but he never came back. And I think that's my biggest frustration is what you're touching on, Peach, is as a fan, I just want to see it back. Like I want to see him back to like 2019-20 when he was playing 28 minutes a game, and he's playing half of that now. He's playing 14 minutes a game, and they're just – taking it super duper slow and if i put on my rational hat i have to understand that yeah that's probably the best thing to do um because there's no reason necessarily to rush our two best players are 21 years old so we don't need to necessarily be pushing 
for a championship this year. We would like to be in the playoffs and we would like to win a first round series and J.I. is going to have to be there and be a part of that. But maybe by that time of year, he can be up to 20 minutes. And that's something that can be a more major impact on the team. It, it is an interesting question because I believe the contract is one more year. Right now it's not guaranteed. It's a team option. Are we going to pick up that option? Are we going to extend that the, the contract? Are we going to um, you know, not pick up the option and try to re-sign him to a different deal? Like, is there a, trade, a world or trade him? I feel like he's still a piece that could be tradable because yeah, teams but, are but just dude, watching the highlights. Can't, they want him. I know, but you, like in these glimpses, you can't trade. This guy is the X factor in a championship team. Like we just beat the best team in the West. If he's healthy, we need him against the Celtics. We need him against the Bucks to defend guys like Porzingis, Tatum, uh, Giannis. Like if we're going to really push in the next few years to a competitive level trying to play like we need him. I think you can't trade a guy like this as frustrated as I might be need him. We need someone that does that. Yeah. And that can be on the court. I agree with you. I like what I see, but if he can't give me 25, 30 minutes a game on that best player, I don't want him taking up a roster spot for just 10 minute spot. Like we need him in there at the end of the game, stopping Lucas, stopping Tatum, stopping Kevin Durant. That's what you need, but you need him then. Oh, and you need him more regularly. This end. I mean, you got to be on the court, man. Yeah. I'm, 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 it yeah. is extra frustrating the more we go because you see how good he is. Before it just frustrated me, but now it frustrates me even more. Cause it's like, yeah. bro, you're capable of doing a lot of shit. Yeah. You know, it's like when you meet a friend who's like, really good at shit but he's lazy and doesn't do it and right. it's like oh man like just come on you could do it be more and i don't even know if it's his call probably probably it's not no, it's definitely not but it's got to be it's got to be frustrating for him but i i still say it should be on the table that if they felt like they could get something from other people i still think he's a trade-off oh, man it's so tough when you see glimpses like this because this is what i said i wasn't gonna do and i'm just gonna do it though you know imagine you you don't pick up that option. You re-sign him to like a a three or four year deal, but it's on a song because he has been so injured, and there is that there are a lot of question marks around it. But you get that type of player for like fifteen, sixteen, like on a similar contract, fifteen million dollars a year with this salary cap going up the way it's going to be going up in the next five years. I mean, that is going to be bargain basement. And if he does get healthy and you have that player for 25 minutes a game to 30 minutes a game on a 15 to 18 million dollar contract every year like that is crucial for the salary building that you know the team construction from a salary cap perspective to building a championship team you need some of those guys that are just overperforming what they're getting paid um in order to really compete and there's that possibility with him. There's that possibility with Markel Fultz, who I'm, you know, super frustrated with and just kind of have my hands up, don't know what to do because you love the guy and you want him to to succeed, but he's looking like he just can't shoot right now with the TOS. And ah, it's just it's a tough spot right now. I don't envy he got Jeff on. Weltman. Oh, he's back. I'm back. Just like yeah. just like J.I. 
a lot of what you just said went away from me. I don't know if you got it, but but well, you I went mean, your screen went black and I couldn't hear you for like. No, I think two the minutes. people got it. I think the people got it. I heard an odd noise, like I was about to be abducted by aliens. It was like bling bling, bling bling, and I was like, beat oh, me up. God. This is it, you know. Probe me. Don't probe me. I've been naughty. Probe me. Anyways. It was probably just the annoying sound of speculation trade season coming in. <laughs> All right, let's get right to it. That was a great, great transition, Peach, to this post. We have it from uh, JG, and he's been catching a lot of flack on Twitter because he was in a, a spot like me not too long ago, Peach, where he had a tweet about, you know, we were losing a bunch of games, and hey, if we lose a few more and – Chicago keeps winning. You got to fire up the tankathon, and people now are like reposting that and saying like five wins since JG called for the tankathon. Back off, my boy. Okay, you know I was there. I was in that darkness too. I was in that darkness well, too. It was never a tankathon time this year. <laughs> no, I know. Well, you know, I, I on the last episode I said I didn't think we were going to be top six mm-hmm. at the end of the season, and now right. man, it looks so different from three weeks well, that's ago what you, that's what, that's what you said it doesn't yeah. make it like legit or it's just that was yeah. your thoughts it was like yeah. but yeah they were incorrect thoughts <laughs> you, were, you were feeling a little down about the team so you were kind of like I yeah was. i don't know i was you, that's okay and that's all right if your expectations are still down there mm-hmm. when we do finish top six you'll be like great because we could easily finish six yeah and I, I wasn't like i didn't think we would be far behind six but i just didn't think we'd be six i thought maybe seven or eight and you know what like hey the, the Pacers are still season, good. Buddy. It's a long season, and we, we, we still haven't achieved that. There are teams ahead of us that are still playing well. They're not going to give it up. We'll see what happens. The last, the, the last two seasons, the Magic have played much better after the All-Star break. I don't have yeah. any reason to think that it won't be the same this year with or without a trade. Well, speaking of Tankathon, if you go, they also have this feature where you can rate difficulty of schedule, and the Magic, I believe, are still have the easiest schedule in the league from here on out. So... You know that doesn't it, mean anything. We play well against better. We play better against good teams. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but you know, putting on my glass, glasses. For yeah, the what's happening? Corner. Are you going to be very? Yeah, you're going to be very intellectual right now. It looks like Peach. Yes, yeah, so we're we're going to be speculating about things. <laughs> yes, we'll stroke making outrageous claims about basic mid players like Tyus Jones. Make your point. <laughs> okay, well maybe it's time for me to go into a little conspiracy mode. I'll put on some shades as well. Uh, all right. Um, so, you know, the teams ahead of us have gotten better, though. There's been some some pl- people making some moves. Um, the Knicks made a move, got OG Ananobi. The Pacers made a move, got Pascal Siakam. Peach doesn't care. But I think that's why some in the Magic community are thinking, hey, they got better. We got to keep up with the Joneses. We got to get better if we want to be in the playoffs. So JG says, I know I'm in the minority, but I'm indifferent. And he's referring to a post saying rival executives believe the wizards would be willing to trade Tyus Jones for multiple second round picks. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, this, this is going to begin our trade talks. Um, We have Tyus Jones here. Uh, Peace. You posted something here from Christian at Bendito underscore 1914. How does it look? And it's DeJounte Murray in a number 11 magic Jersey. What do you what say I you? Say this. Yeah. Now look, I know I've been I've been out of the Twitter game for a while because they're calling it X now, and yeah. I'm kind of against that still because okay. everybody still calls it Twitter even though it's X, so it's yeah. dumb. <laughs> uh, but I started to go back and look at it a little bit because I kind of wanted some a little bit of content. I wanted to keep up a little bit more with the team, and, and 
I, I pull it up the other day. I see this and I go into straight panic mode. And it reminded me why I don't like being on Twitter because a guy posts this and I immediately think, shit, did we trade for DeJounte Murray? <laughs> oh, crap. I got to go find more stuff. And then it's just this guy playing around, making a picture and posting it up there. And I felt <laughs> like, damn it. This is why I hate X slash Twitter because he's got catfish. You see this and you think, yes, exactly. And it, it's like, I, I panic for like, you know, five to 10 minutes while I like tried to struggle to pull up actual sources to see like, Oh my God, did yeah, this dude. happen? So I and, take and, it. You don't want like, this. No, thank God. No, I don't want that. I mean, yeah. it, look, I know you're a big fan of the number 11. That yes. jersey looks slick, but yeah. like, no, I'm not that interested in, in the guy that feuded with Paulo Bancaro <laughs> and right. seems like he might be a little bit of a team cancer coming into a team that is got a fresh bill of health no right. i'm not into that right right, right. yeah <laughs> Tyus I, jones for two two second rounders doesn't sound like a big risk except yeah. for the fact that if you bring him in what happens to cole anthony does mark elf yeah. ever play again like yes. you're making a statement to guys that are on the team if you make that move which is okay it's just right. bigger than just getting another guy in because he's gonna have to play and the reason that Tyus jones and they're okay moving for two second round picks is because this is the last year of his contract so you're renting him for two second round picks and you'd have to right be sure you're going to re-sign him because he's a free agent this year, not even a restricted mm -hmm. free agent. He's a straight-up right. free agent. So I think the thinking is, like, if you really like Tyus Jones, you know, this is this is kind of the move that the Pacers made. Um, Pascal Siakam, I believe he's a restricted free agent, but, you know, they like him so much and they're in a small market and they're saying, we want to get him in our building, get him in our culture, and we're going to make an effort and we're going to re-sign him. If you really love Tyus Jones and you want to get him in the building and, and get a leg up on signing him, okay, great. But you're absolutely correct, Peach. I think I replied to this um, post with exactly kind of what you said. I said, if I'm indifferent on this too. I'm indifferent to if you bring in a guy like Tyus Jones, that means Markel or Cole are gone. And because Cole just signed his extension, it's called what's what's called like a poison pill contract. You cannot trade. There's like a, a penalty for if you just signed a player and you trade him within, I think, you know, a calendar year of signing him, there is a, mm -hmm. a large penalty that goes along with that. And there's some stipulations as to what you can bring back. So it's really not in your best interest to ever do that, to sign a player and then immediately trade them. So probably not Cole. Does it mean Kel is out the door? Um, Gary Harris, who's back? Maybe if it's just taking up the Gary Harris minutes, okay, I guess, because Gary's been a non-factor. Um yeah, I, I don't I don't know. What the are, do you want to see I guess for a, a broad a more broad conversation, Peach, are you open do you want to see the team make a trade? Like will it be a disappointment for you if there's no trade at the trade deadline here, which is coming oh, up in said, five days? You said more of a broad conversation. I thought we were gonna talk about women for a second, but I guess that's an old school thought. Uh I do I so your question is do I think we need to make a trade? Do you want it like uh, do you want us to make a trade? Do you do you think yeah, both of those questions. I guess not really. I sort of am just like, I, the only reason I could see making a trade is to be like a little bit of a freshener. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that seemed the team kind of went through that little down run mm -hmm. and it seemed like maybe we needed to change something up. Every once in a while, you just change something up just to change something up and it screws stuff up. So I'm not, I'm on the fence as to whether a new guy at this point would help or hurt. I feel like the team camaraderie is there. So I don't think you should mess with that too much. 
But then again, if there's a great opportunity on the table that benefits us, you have to consider it because we are not championship ready as is. So if there's a way we feel we can get better, not necessarily this year, but better for the next two years, yeah. two to three years, then you have to consider it. Um, if somebody really is in love with Goga and needs the big man, or if you know somebody really wants Wendell, I know Wendell's at the center of a lot of these trade talks, and I feel partially responsible for bringing it up well beforehand. But like, it just seemed like somebody, a guy, somebody might want, you know. And and now mm -hmm. I still feel like Ji kind of fits that bill, where it's like these are guys that like we're and even Kel, like okay, are they going to play big minutes for us? We can't trust them. We don't know. If somebody else wants to take on that burden, and we can get a guy who will play seventy-five games. I kind of want the 75 games guy. Yeah. I know what those guys can do. I don't know what the guy other guy can do, but I know he can fill the box score and be there and put minutes on the board. You know, I, and in, in the end I could be wrong because that guy could come in and absolutely not fill the stat sheet other than putting up minutes on the board. But yeah. I'm at a point where I'd like to see people who are on the court more often that can produce and do something. So if it's out there, go for it i don't think it's necessary because it seems like the team has kind of bounced back a little bit from that downfall without needing that trade freshener so yep. if they make a deal it's it's got to be a beneficial one for us long term otherwise i ain't into it and it has to be it can't be just a year rental it has to be no that it's going to be for something more yeah man I, i'm i'm in the same boat i i man i fluctuate I fluctuate like a, a woman having hot flashes or something on this. Just the way I'm feeling, depending on how I'm feeling about the team. Because if you would have asked me this two weeks ago, I'd have been like, yeah, man, we need to get, we need to get someone in here we can play. Like someone who doesn't have an injury history, someone who can play because we were so nicked up. And, and now I'm like, no, man, everyone's together. Everyone's playing well. Let's keep it together. And I think the right answer is somewhere in between. So, you know, maybe it is moving on from a couple of these guys um, for a more reliable player who does fit into the long-term uh, long vision for the team. You know if it's coming in. I don't like Tyus Jones because he's a very small guard. And if you look at Jeff Weltman and what he's trying to build, it is a huge, lanky-ass team. So... If if I'm thinking of guys that are out there that might be available, I I know I'm I'm calling up the Bulls and we're saying, hey, hey, I know I I know I know we fleeced you for Vooch and I'm 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 sorry about that. But here, let me give you a first a first round pick back or something, and maybe some second round picks and and here's a couple guys, you know, Gary Harris expiring deal and and you know Chumo KK, you can resign him maybe or. Who knows if I have to, if you have to put my feet to the fire, maybe there's a Markel Fultz involved in this, but give me back Caruso, you know, give me back a guy who is a point of attack defender, a long two guard. I mean, can you imagine him coming off your bench? Like next to Cole Anthony, that would really help um, Caruso next to Jalen Suggs, like those types of dudes. Everything you just said to the Bulls went straight to voicemail because if I'm the Bulls and I see the Orlando Magic pop up on here, just hanging up. Nope. No, thank you. I'm not taking that call. They couldn't afford to make another blunder with the Orlando Magic and right. keep their fan base. So I think they're just going to pass. But I get your point. Then what you're looking for for a player or what we want or what we could use is there. And it would be nice. It would be nice to have a 
somewhat veteran NBA player come in mm-hmm. who's been around a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit, and who has just hustle coming out their butt, right? Like just they they hustle hard. Like and yeah. Caruso is a good example because you look at this guy and no one thinks he looks like a basketball player, and he's like, I'm going to show you. And that's why that guy gives 110 percent every time he's out there. If we bring somebody in from the outside, it's got to be one of those type of guys that's going to kind of like have so much energy that the guys are going to feed off it because oh, I can't have this new dude out hustling me. Like I, yeah. that's the kind of shakeup I think we could use if, if we bring somebody in. I, I, you so know, I wrote a whole point. article about a bunch of players on Orlando magic daily.com. It was mostly around shooting, trying to get some other, some more shooting in here. Cause we are still, if not the worst team in the NBA in terms of uh three point percentage, we're among the worst. So that still is a huge need, but I actually like – I just thought of Caruso off the top of my head as we were talking, and I kind of like that more than anyone else. If you're going to push some assets in, you want it to be someone who's under contract. You want it to be someone who's a long, defensive-minded guy to fit in with Jamal mostly, but he can also shoot the ball. So someone like that, it might not be Caruso, but as you said, somebody in that ilk. But I don't see us making anything major, man. I think it's going to be small or maybe nothing. It might be nothing. Well, we know how much the Orlando Magic hate second-round picks. So, honestly, if that's all they want <laughs> yeah. for Tyus, we could see Tyus coming in. But. True, true. Yeah, yeah. If that's all you need, here, take it, and whatever salary match we need to make it work this year for you. Um, because we're, we're trying to go to the playoffs, Peach. We're not only trying to go to the playoffs, we're trying to win a playoff series. And um, it's been a while. It's been a while. You pulled mm-hmm. this graphic here. This is the longest um, teams of the major four with playoff series win droughts. Um, and the oldest one is the Reds, 1996. And the Baltimore Orioles, 2015. <laughs> you were in high school? Yeah, I was, I was nine. Damn. Yeah, that was a long time ago. So sorry about it, Reds. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what the football ones mean. It might just be a playoff win. Oh, well, yeah, a playoff win. win. It must be. Series and football, but, yeah, you get in uh, yeah. and lose. I mean, you see other teams on there, the Hornets, the Kings, the, the Timberwolves, obviously those teams mm-hmm. have had trebles and as out of the Pistons, I think we don't feel as bad for the Pistons because they've had some championships in their right. past, so we don't yeah. think about it. But with those other three and, and definitely the Magic in there as well, 2011 it's been, it mm-hmm. seems longer. Damn. I don't remember who that was. <laughs> who did we beat? Do you know? <laughs> um, 2011. I mean, that must have been, that was Dwight Howard's on the yeah. way out there, um, don't know who we beat. Yeah, but any team with Dwight Howard in its prime was probably good enough to make the second round of the playoffs. But right. it's been a minute. It's good to reflect on it and think about it and just realize that, like, yeah, we're not in a rush to get that out of there, right? Like mm. we were just talking about, there's no need to to, to rush to win that this season um, yeah. because we do have a limitation. I don't think we're going to the NBA Finals this year, no matter what kind of run we get on. Yeah. So, like, just the act of getting that first playoff series win would be big emotionally, I think, for the team and for other teams to realize, oh, this team's legit. Like They're coming. They're, mm-hmm. They can do it. And I, I think the real hoopsters and I think the players already kind of re- respect the magic on that level. Yes. I don't think they want to play us except Pat in a seven-game series yes. over and over, except for Pat Beverly. But you know yeah. what? Part of how you put respect on it and you shut up guys like Pat Beverly is actually winning, actually producing. Be- that would be Everyone's so amazing if we beat the 76ers and Pat Beverly's ass in the fucking to oh, to beat this right. Oh, that would be amazing. 
Oh boy. That would be kind of good. Yeah. It's almost too good to think about, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's just food for thought once in a while to realize that, you yeah. know, we're not alone in the playoff droughts. There's it's, other squads It's been 13 there. years. Um, you know, there's no, we can one or two. I'm not willing to wait after this year. We gotta, we gotta get this monkey off our backs, but yeah. We're not alone. Yeah, and we and we've, Hornets and we've won. So we've won. We've been to some finals, right? But like the Hornets, Kings, Timberwolves. I mean, I think the Kings did back in the day when they were in Kansas City or maybe wherever else they were beforehand. But you know, it's just they yeah, the Hornets it, on NBA this list. Stuff, if you're looking, so there's only well, there, I guess there's five. There's five NBA teams here: the Hornets and the Kings from 2005, and and the um the Timberwolves from 2005. The Kings are playing really well. And so are the Timberwolves. You feel good about them being able to win a series this year. Um, the mm-hmm. Pacers, 2015, really not that long ago, they're playing pretty well. They've got Tyrese Halliburton, one of the most dynamic players in the NBA, that you could see them definitely winning a playoff series. Our team, as you said, you could see them winning a playoff series. The, the, the odd one out here, man, is the Charlotte Hornets. They are just in a weird spot. And they are bad. I mean, Brandon Miller looks pretty good, but LaMelo Ball, I don't love him as a player. And they still look like they got years to go before this thing turns around. They're not close. At least they no. got a slick, clean-looking logo. Yeah. Oh, the Pistons <laughs> here in 2009, colors. too. They're they're not really close at all. Although they got Cade Cunningham. I like Apparently. that as a building block. Apparently they're not close. I don't know. When you look at the roster, you think, ah, the pieces are there. They're yeah. young, but yeah, they but should be doing something. I don't know but why man, they're not. They are not. Um, okay. I, I feel like I'm qualified, Peach, to talk on this one, not only because I'm Irish, okay. but also because I'm wearing a cardigan right now, and I didn't plan that. I just happened to be. So sure. yep, there's that. Um, uh, and this this one's just what for happens fun. When, you, when you put a card again, you card again. Yeah. Um, so th- I... I I put this one in thinking we were going to use this in the uh, in the uh, the big the large ending. Okay. Um, to be fair. <laughs> okay. Uh, but for those of you that don't follow the show all the way at the end, these are the kind of gems you can expect when we get there. <laughs> we talk about stuff that's not the Orlando Magic. I saw this post and thought, "Oh my God, holy crap!" Yes. Mm-hmm. Are mashed potatoes just Irish guacamole? And I mm-hmm. go to a man who's fifty percent Irish to ask this question: Is this true? And we love mashed potatoes. Love them. Oh, I love mashed potatoes. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go with no though. I, I don't, I don't see the mashed potato. And this is maybe sacrilegious. Maybe I'll lose my, uh, my green card. Um, and I do have dual citizenship. I am an Irish citizen as well. So they, they might revoke me if they see this. So I'm taking a oh, real you risk. Try it out for the Irish basketball team. I know. <laughs> I know. That was. You could have made it. I think. I, <laughs> The Irish national team, me going up against following Carroll, just oh, you could have been getting yelled on by some of these fellas. Maybe when you were younger, it probably would have been the Vince Carter era. He would have been yeah. jumping over you. He would have jumped over <laughs> me with ease, dude. Oh man, but that was—I was a realistic child. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm not—I'm a decent athlete. I'm not a supreme athlete, but I'll just try out for the Irish national teams and not the U.S. Mm-hmm. national teams. I had my sights set realistically, but I didn't even really reach those heights. So what what are you going to do? But I just feel like guacamole is a little bit more versatile, Pish. That's why I, I don't find myself putting mashed potato. Oh, you know, I do, actually. 
I, I was gonna I say I don't find on it. everything. Yeah, well, you know, I, I put guac uh, on on anything. You put it as like a topping, as a filling, and I was like, wait, I do the same thing with mashed potatoes. So maybe mashed potatoes is just a vehicle, like guacamole can be a vehicle for many other things. So yes, I think I do. I we have found a a common ground here with our with our Latin brethren. Yeah, potatoes are the Irish guac. Mashed potatoes are the Irish guacamole. Confirmed. <laughs> We've that, done it. That's what we do here. We build bridges. We build bridges. <laughs> okay, Peach, let's go to maybe your I don't know. This is it's not magic related, but is this your second NBA team now? I don't know if you have a second NBA team. Um this well, is I from, do. It's the Bucks. We've talked about oh, it several times. I know show. that. I know that. What the hell am I talking <laughs> uh, about? Is it your third team now? As that. I guess it would be, although I've yeah. only been to one Mavs game and it was when they played the Magic earlier this week. So right. I that really counts, but yeah, I'll root for the home team, I suppose. I saw this post and just thought to myself, ooh. Yeah. What? Hoops Nation. Why? Yeah. <laughs> no, the Mavs fumbled badly, and it's a picture of Doncic, Jalen Brunson, and Porzingis, and you forget. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. All three of these guys were on the same squad. They are now – Jalen Brunson is now an all-star starter for the Knicks. Kristaps was left out. He's one of the – more palpable snubs because he's having a tremendous year for the Boston Celtics, but it doesn't look good for Luca. When you see this type of stuff, you see these two guys going other places. I guess Rick Carlisle was the coach at the time as well. And then they kind of shifted gears once all these guys got sent out, but that doesn't look good, man. I mean, Jalen Brunson, they really fumbled that bag. They did not, they, they did not sign him the year before when he was extension eligible, they could have signed him for four years, $50 million. And the way that they talk about it is that he probably would have signed that deal. He wanted that deal. He felt disrespected that they did not give him that deal. Mm -hmm. And then of course he balled out and got ended up with a four year, hundred million dollar deal for um, the Knicks. When he signed that, the Knicks, you know, Leon Rose got to get, get get some credit to that guy because when he signed that, people were like, ah, that seems like a lot. 25 mil for Jalen Brunson, who is just kind of a guy, uh, you know, a secondary guy. But he has mm -hmm. been – now it's like a bargain. Now that's one of the be best bargain deals in the NBA. Right. And, yeah, this th that tandem should have been something. And it they, they sputtered out in the uh, – what was it, the semifinals, I guess? They and made that, the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, and you know what? That's something. I mean, maybe maybe they yeah. didn't fumble that badly. They go into the Western Conference Finals. I feel like sometimes we have this culture of like, if you don't win at all, you 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 didn't win anything. It's like that's still pretty impressive. Well, it's, it's it's more. It was good, but it was like, hey, you just run this back, right? Like if it was right. good enough for that last year, like keep going. It's definitely not fumbled badly because of those unis, because those unis are a mystery to me. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I just don't think. I mean, it, yeah, I think Brunson was started was viewed as a secondary player, mm -hmm. maybe rightfully so, because if you're on a yeah. team with Luca, you're automatically going to be the secondary player. But doesn't yes. mean that you're not still super important. Right. I mean, I think they'd rather have had him than the efforts that Tim Hardaway Jr. puts in, although hard to say because against the Magic, he looked like a, a yes. starting all star as well. <laughs> but like, I don't think he does that as regularly as Jalen Brunson was capable of doing in his prime. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. you know, I don't want to spend a ton of time. No, talking no, on no, that, no. But I, I just. But it maybe does this feel is, like a bit of a fumble. These are the kind of things you want to avoid, right? Right. Like we have it's a, good a cautionary team. We've got a good tale. Group of guys. 
that's why everyone's like, oh, keep Cole. Yeah. Keep, keep Suggs. Like, you don't want to be in this situation where you <laughs> yeah. let some of those guys go. And then you end up keeping everybody just hoping it works all the time. But yeah. I think at the end of this season, we'll have to take a look and decide who's shouldn't who is not going to be in this picture <laughs> and right. can we afford to move some of those guys to get other guys in that that will make us seem more formidable going forward so, okay we'll finish we'll finish with uh magic bit of news we have a quote from dwight howard on hearing of the shaquille o'neal retired jersey retirement he says i should have mine too this is dwight howard on Shaq's jersey retirement from clutch sports yeah, Dwight, Dwight's Duh. spot on. We know we've spoke about this before. There's right. no doubt about it. And as this graphic shows us, McGrady and Hardaway with the ones up there as well. Yep, take it off J.I. immediately. He should not be wearing it. Um, it it should have should have never gotten this far that that one is still out there. But Dwight Howard, for sure, absolutely. It is not. It seems, again, like it's just a him following in Shaq's footsteps thing. But, right. like, he didn't just step in his footsteps. He made his own print. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like, it. It, he did a lot of great stuff. If you look at that era of, of Dwight and what he was doing, it, it was very effective and he needs to be rewarded for it. And the fact that again, it should, it's too long for Shaq's to be re- to done. It's too long for Dwight's. It's too long for the other guy. But you know, if you're starting to do Shaq, then everybody else is on the table now. And he's, he's at the head of it. Yeah, we, we already, we talked about this. We covered this. I, I've said my piece. Th- this needs to happen. Also in the graphic, you got Tracy McGrady and, and Hardaway. Both those ones need to be retired. I'm sure this is coming in quick succession. So. Okay, and that last thing, Peach, that I want to hear about is I want to hear yep. about how it was meeting the man, the myth, the legend in the human flesh. This is from Magic Player History, who was in Dallas, and he says, despite... The loss, an awesome night for my Magic fandom. Got a pick with my hero, Daryl Armstrong. Got to meet Mike Miller. Another chance to catch up with Dante. He got a picture with Anthony Black. And most importantly on this, he finally linked up with his cousin, Peach, from Court Cousins. Yeah, you know, it was crazy when he dropped in the DM. was like, oh my God, I forget. I'm trying hard not to do the Australian accent now that I've spent time talking to him, but he, he just was like, Hey, uh, I'm going to be at that game. I was like, Oh, we gotta, we gotta link up. We gotta meet up. Um, you know, he told me where he was sitting and all this stuff. And we, we watched him. He had much better seats than I did, but you know, if you come all that way, you should. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we were, we were watching him like, just go up to Anthony black and like, you know, Dante stopping and talking to him. I was like, Oh yeah, he's talking to me. Cause I had my friend with me from Vermont. So I was kind of just like, oh. and he's like, wow, he knows all these people. I was like, well, yeah, kind of. He's magic player history for crying out loud. Yeah. I mean, he's from Australia. Like he, he talks to people and when they find out he's come all that way, they're going to pop over and say hello. Like it's just yeah. a polite thing to do. Right? Like, <laughs> so yeah, it was great to meet him. We finally met up actually face to face at halftime, um, said hello, talked a little bit. And then we said, Hey, we'll do a wrap up after the game out on the plaza. Mm-hmm. And my only regret about that wrap up, you should go watch it by the way. It was pretty good. Um, is that we did not put the America Airlines Center behind us or the Dirk statue. And instead we stood behind us, like like in the middle, facing with something else behind us. But that's a nitpick on me. It was a great wrap up. It was a good time. And then we went out and we got some some dinner after that. Uh, walked oh, nice. and finally found a place that was staying open. Uh, and got to shoot the shit a little bit with him and, and his travel buddy M and got to hear about all his uh, his doings. He's he's a world champion record setter and running now. Is, which did is he part do of the it? reason that he came over here. He did. You can find out about that also on the wrap up. Um, and he had a, a hell 
hellacious travel schedule to get home, including going back through Memphis, Iceland, Paris. Like this guy Holy puts it out here for this team. Like don't anyone ever thinks they're going to be funny by saying that Jay, he came over for the running thing, but he also got in two magic games yes. over here too in Memphis and in Dallas. This guy loves this freaking team more yeah. than you can ever think about loving this team and puts in the effort to do it. And it was just great to meet him and spend some time with him and talk to him about some stuff that wasn't magic. You know, we got mm -hmm. to actually spend some time afterwards and it was a good time, but I recommend checking out the wrap up for, uh, for the, the Dallas, uh, and, and magic game. It was a, it was a heartbreaking game, but still a lot of fun. And I know in the interest of wrapping the show up in time, let's just move to the large ending. All right, let's do it. Peach. Um, so you got the button piece. Where's the button today? Can you hit it? It's down here. Okay. There he goes. Okay, Peach. Uh, who's starting off? I'm starting off. So, um, I just noticed today that uh, your Tar Heels are playing the Duke Blue Devils. That will probably have a little bit of talk in the Magic locker room between Cole and Wendell and, and Paulo and those gentlemen. Um, are, have you been watching? Or have you started watching? Uh, your Tar Heels, do you watch it this time of year? What's your what, what's your I vibe saw like? some highlights when they lost the other night, which I was not in favor of. I can't they lost to an inferior foe. I can't remember who it was. Uh, this is the see this is about the time of year when I start to pick it back up. Uh, okay. So uh, I'll start getting into it a little bit more and getting ready for the madness of March. Okay. Um, but yeah, have not have not picked up all I've seen a lot of highlights and I kind of keep, keep up with records in the top twenty five. And so I think Marquette is probably doing better than North Carolina at this point from from teams I support. Wow. Um, and uh, of course, UVM still dominating the America East. Cause that's what they do, baby. Oh, yeah. Let's go Cats. <laughs> go Cats, go. Uh, I want to ask you about the yes. the place called Top Golf. Are you okay. familiar with it? Have you um, been to it? It's like indoor golf. Yeah, kind of. Okay. Yeah. If you've not been, you're coming here Let's in like it. a week, right? Yeah, yeah. Two We're weeks. Going. It's yeah, a lot of fun. Like it's a lot of fun. I would recommend it to almost anybody at this point. Like, you don't even have to be good at golf. They have these yeah. fun games, and there's like a microchip in each ball, so they know where it goes. It's really fun. Like, Let's it, do there's, it. There's an Angry Birds version. I, I'm not gonna. It's it's good. Check Let's it out. Do it. They're not I'm a sponsor, but yeah, <laughs> they're fun. <laughs> okay, Peach. Um, for those of you who don't know, Peach has become a Magic casual because he is throwing his heart um, behind the Dallas Stars for a good reason. He just moved to Dallas and he's get free gets free tickets. So you've gone to almost every single home game. You've just missed one. I know sadly the streak had to be I've broken. Missed, I've missed two now. Yeah. You've missed two now. Um, so who's better right now? Like in terms of record, who, like the Dallas Stars or the Orlando Magic? Oh, the Stars are definitely better than the Magic. Yeah. They, oh, the Stars are. are one of the top. They're one of the top teams in the West. Um, okay. I believe they might be second or third third best record in the west at this point oh, okay. um they definitely are one of the best teams in hockey yeah. damn i was kind of hoping they saw so you, you get... forgot to mention that they pay the bills for me this is That's not just true. me hopping on random on the no. stars bandwagon no, like, no, hey, no, let me no, follow no. these guys no 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 they pay the bills they send me to those games for free by the way right <laughs> right 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 no no there's legitimate reasons here i was just hoping yeah. that they actually sucked so that you know in the next coming years you're you'll kind of sour on them and then come back more to the magic fandom it's it, for for me it's honestly about just watching nba regular season basketball i've never watched a lot of it i've yeah. always had to force myself to watch it and i forced myself to watch it for this show only if it wasn't for this show i would very rarely watch a regular season nba game i just 
I'm not into it. I'm sick of the carrying and all the stupid foul calls. I loved like, I love the game last night. The intensity is not always there. It, the the Timberwolves game, the refs, the the zebra swallowed the whistle. It was physical. They you know they weren't blowing the whistle every time someone was going to the paint. They need to referee games like that. Get let let's bring defense back again, please NBA. Ooh, yeah. Bring defense back again. I yeah, think there's a red hat in the future with that right now. Uh, I want to ask you about barbecue. I know yeah. you're you're excited mm-hmm. to come here and try tacos, and we can definitely have a good taco run. Okay. I don't think we've ever discussed barbecue because that's yeah. not it's not really part of our French background heritage or yeah. your Irish heritage. It's not right. it's not really in there. But I I feel yeah. like you're the kind of guy that like I go to Maryland, I have a crab cake. You know okay. what I mean? So, like, yeah. are you going to want a barbecue over oh. here? And how much research should I do for this? Because Is I feel that like something that they do there? Options. Is that Dallas is big with barbecue? I mean, Texas. <laughs> you see the, you're this guy? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, bar- yeah. barbecue. Maybe, maybe we'll lessen the tacos because I've already been to San Diego, which is like uh, spit into the Mexico border. I only ate tacos in San Diego. Let's go to Dallas. Maybe I'll only eat barbecue while I'm there. Whoa. That's a big claim. That's okay. a big claim. We'll see how that turns Mostly out. Mostly barbecue. <laughs> um, so another food topic. You're right. This is a food segment, I, I guess. Um, Peach is a connoisseur of, of let's say, um, intermediate to quick foods and, and def- different establishments. Wow. <laughs> Quick foods. <laughs> what what right now is your favorite spot in your area? Um, is there one that I don't know of? Well, yeah, you don't know about Whataburger. Uh, yes. That's not. just a Texas thing. And yeah. you, you wouldn't know about, well, you've probably heard of it, it uh, Jack of the Box. Okay. Uh, I think I've even mentioned it on the show before. Those are nice. my top two like fast food spots, especially because you can't really get them a lot of other. Jack in the Box is pretty nationwide, but mostly yeah. in the South. There's not a lot of them in the North. Um, okay. Those are definitely my top two. I'm not eating a ton of fast food. I try to limit to like at least once, maybe twice a week. Mm-hmm. But those are those are the ones like you gotta hit. By the way, one of the most impressive things that I've seen in fast food history is done by uh, another local group. That's known as Dude Perfect. I'm sure you've heard of oh, them. Yeah, they make yeah. a lot of fun videos and stuff. Their, head, their headquarters is in Frisco, not far oh. from, from our rink. They actually use our rink sometimes when they're doing hockey stuff. So hopefully that's going to come up soon. And uh, they did a thing where uh, one of the guys tested all the fast food fries blindfolded and told you where they all came from. And it was like 10 or 11 places. There's a lot. And yeah. he goddamn nails that thing. <laughs> It's impressive. Check it out. Again, Dude Perfect, not a sponsor, just a fan. I'm saying, check it out. When I see something I like, I'm going to tell you about it. Or I do something I like, I'm going to tell you about it. It's not about the money always. I just want you to have yeah. a great experience. And remember where you heard it from. <laughs> Speaking of uh, experiences, this one's probably not going to be as great because yeah. I pulled up this uh, graphic here, which the way i feel but i was curious right. i didn't know uh how do you feel about this year's super bowl obviously our team shit the bed yeah uh, so on the way bad. to the, the bowl and um hey so this bad. is it i think i think this is an appropriate graphic yeah. for for this super bowl because i couldn't give a shit about it i could care less um i guess i would like the niners to win less because there's more of a rivalry between the cowboys and the niners that goes back okay um yep so if I had to choose, I would prefer the Chiefs, but 
I, I don't, you know, my boy's having a, a party. Hey, you want to come over? I'm like, not really. No, I'll come over early and leave before, <laughs> like, leave before yeah. the game. I don't want to be up late on a Sunday. Right. So yeah. that's how little right. I won't watch it. I probably won't watch the second half. It we'll reminded see. me of like when the Seattle Seahawks played the Steelers like a few years back. And it was like, luckily, I went to a buddy's party and we were playing poker and getting into right. all kinds of other shenanigans. because I, I couldn't give a shit about the game. I, I do for the same reasons you feel as the Niners. That's the way I feel about the Chiefs. I hate the Chiefs. Maybe almost the most in football. They're definitely you near the do. top. You really and have something right, against Patrick they're, Mahomes. They're, well, they're they're in the division with the Broncos. And they're oh, also yes, always, always knocking the Bills out of the playoffs despite not being able to handle the Bills during the regular season. So, yes, I would rather see the Niners win, I suppose, than than another Chiefs Super Bowl win. The Niners haven't won in a while. Screw it. Let them win. All I care all, all I care about is that the Buccaneers quarterback is going to the Pro Bowl. What the fuck is that guy? Baker Mayfield? There you go. <laughs> We, I, I thought some of our listeners probably like that. And we got we got all this way and, and talked about the Super Bowl for that long, and we yeah. didn't talk about that dumb bitch that sits up there and, and watches. Oh, why are you really why, part of this story. Why do you care? Why is everyone so up in arms about Taylor? All right. I'll Actually, it's not her. her fault. No. It's not her fault. She's just it's going to her support fault her husband. They're over, they're over, like, yeah. watching her and talking about her. That's not really her fault, per se. Yeah. But I still don't necessarily believe that it's a real thing. I yeah. think she came with the. Co- I think he signed on with Pfizer for those commercials, and like as part of the deal, you get Taylor Swift. And it's like okay. <laughs> uh, I uh, speaking of uh, sporting events, I don't normally watch, uh, or I wouldn't like to watch. Uh, are you going to watch the NBA All Star Game now that we have Paulo in it? I guess I probably will now. Probably, yeah. yeah. Got to check that out. I would imagine, yeah. Got to, got to watch the young lad. I might not watch it normally. Right. Depends just... on what I'm doing. If I'm home sitting around, I will definitely watch it. But I yeah. wouldn't like record it and watch it. But with Paulo there, I think I gotta, I gotta, gotta check it out. Okay. Word. All right, Peach. I gotta go. The lady and I are going to an art gallery. She's gonna kill me if I'm not downstairs soon. And my Mac is going to die. But this has been episode sixty. Thank you so much, second cousins. Love you very much. Make sure to get your Court Cousins Night March 21st tickets. It's in our description of this video and all over our socials. Hope to see you there. The tickets are discounted. You could dis- ignore us if you want. Right. I don't- <laughs> <laughs> just come, just come just hang come, out. Come just come, come hang out of the game. free shit. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Peace out, Peach. I love you, man. Peace. I love you. Thanks for coming.